Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is your main event, Mark's bonus podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and the figure hunting warrior. He is the WCW watcher of classic wrestling and the sting to my dusty rose daddy. He is Greg. What's up, Greg? What's up? You're Sting because you're the top guy, but I'm still the book of man. You know what I'm saying, Daddy? Good board. <laughs> you respect me, Booker Man. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Should have used that. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, so, Clash of the Champions 2, <laughs> 1988. Uh, I mean, I obviously. One. I'm... No, oh, not me. You know when you know when Greg goes out of his way to say I didn't pick this one. <laughs> you know how he feels about it. So any uh, any longtime listeners to the show, uh, I I mean I, I'll say this I didn't think it was complete trash. I've seen worse. Oh, well, we'll, uh, we'll agree to disagree on that. Hey, I I've I just said I have seen worse. <laughs> you know I didn't say how many worse. But I've seen worse. Uh, not all the Clash of Champions shows can you know. What is it? They can't all be first round draft picks or whatever. Yep. <laughs> uh, this is one of them. So I don't know. It was a time. And oddly enough, in the summer of 88, there wasn't a whole lot going on. There was a lot of uh, uh, there, there was like big stories in the spring, some bigger ones in the fall, in the summertime here where we're talking about. I don't know. It was a lot of like this might happen and this could be going on. But we got to wait to find out. So, I don't know. This is one of them weird times. But uh, what do you say? This was uh, post-WrestleMania 4, right? 
What year is this? 88? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, uh, one of the least favorite uh, of many uh, WrestleManias in history just because of the tournament bro format that they had. Uh, it was a it was a different time in the NWA for various reasons. Uh, one of them is a top story that we'll talk about here in a few. But uh, before we dive into all that, here real quick, uh, we're going to pause right quick to let you know that the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They're clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event Marks. That is all one word to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks, all one word for 15% off your order. And now that we're done with that, on the other end of this first break here, we're going to dive head first into the news and notes of the summer of 88 right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's Main Event Marks redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. 
Just to let you know, the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks. It gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form to mix into your water. You can either choose the green apple or watermelon boxes. If you want to try both, you can get the sample kit. Use our link in the podcast description or simply go to shockedenergy.com. At checkout, use our promo code main event. That's all one word to save 10% off your order. That's promo code main event to save 10% at checkout. News and notes time from uh, June of 1988. This first one. So this is what I was talking about. It's like. It might happen. It's it kind of happening. You know, we got to wait and see kind of stuff. <laughs> that's that's the big story here. Uh, the big news on the possible Turner acquisition of the NWA is that there is no news. The story made the front page of the wrestling or excuse me, the Charlotte Observer, which I assume Good is Lord, Yeah, because the wrestling Observer has a front page. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I, and I'm going to assume the Charlotte Observer actually reports news, whereas the Wrestling Observer reports, well, you know. Uh, an innuendo, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, but that's about it. June 6th is the earliest anyone can expect a sale, and even then, there's a chance that it takes um, until July or gets dropped by then. Uh, the paper reported a $10 million price tag. Although Uncle Dave's sources say that that's way off, well, and you know Uncle Dave knows. Uh, it's, well, he was there. Of course, Uncle Dave was probably brokering the deal, don't you know? Like he was, he was right there at the table with him. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he doesn't know if that means it's too low or too high. But the UWF purchase last year cost Crockett four million dollars, which gives a ballpark to the base guesstimate. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, Bill Dave, UWF or the Cokehead one? <laughs> the, the original one with Bill Watts. Uh, not, yeah, the, the other one, that's coming up in a few years. So, uh, you know, <laughs> hashtag stay tuned. Uh, or, or don't. I wouldn't blame you if you didn't. But Yeah, yeah right. Hey, now in, the, now in the archives, we cover UWF uh, Blackjack Brawl 1994. That was a... Why do you hate our audience? I feel like that was one of our more entertaining podcasts. The show that we had to sit through, that's a different story. The podcast, I thought was good. <laughs> it's a lot of laughs, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. There were very few times in the podcast where we weren't laughing while we were talking. So there's that. Uh, Dave issues the rare correction here. Uh, apparently. Oh, whoa, hold on. Let me, let me get my seat for this one. I know, right? Uh, apparently, Turner is looking to buy the company outright including Jim Crockett's shares. Uh, the paper also quoted Francis Crockett as denying the existence of any negotiations. Really? They're, I think this is the year that they do. I think they are about to sell. And everybody else is like, yeah, it's happening. We can't really say on the price. Meanwhile, Francis Crockett is like, what do you mean negotiations? We're not selling. Well, maybe she wasn't. Yeah, it's like... Um, uh, apparently your family isn't letting you in on the deal there, hon, but whatever. There might be a reason for that, but I'm not going to speculate. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, you know, the only Crockett that stayed on the payroll after the sale was uh, David Crockett, so that's, that should tell you something. Is he the one that was just on AEW? Uh, yeah, yeah. 
He was yeah, just on was, AEW, right? Yeah, yeah. He was there with uh, who was it? it? Was him and somebody somebody else blanking on now that was they were at an AEW show. I don't know, but either way, yeah, it was it was him. Apparently, he was. I mean, people didn't hate Jim. They just like nobody was really close with him except for like Dusty. Uh, whereas David Crockett apparently had a ton of friends. Like everybody liked him, so that's why he. I think he stuck around with WCW until damn near the bitter end. So, uh, but there are lots of unha- unhappy campers in the NWA. None of the balloon payments due to several of the wrestlers on May first have been paid, with at least ten waiting on big money, and we're talking like six figures. Uh, there's lots of talk about Matt Hardy. Money. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but there's a lot. There's lots of talk about quitting if the money doesn't come in. But don't count on it unless the WWF comes calling first. And the WWF isn't looking to add too many guys to uh, to their roster at this time. Steve Steve Williams wanting out is an open secret. But uh, and he's being pulled from the Makes main no event sense. of this. Open secret. Then it's not a secret. Yeah. Isn't that kind of oxymoronic. Yeah, it's like. Well, we're not coming right out and saying it, but you know what it is. <laughs> but either way, uh, uh, and he was also pulled from the main event of the second clash, which we're about to talk about, and replaced with Dusty Rhodes. So that part I did not know. That would not have. I. I, I mean, it wouldn't look, have changed anything. Yeah. Not to get ahead. <laughs> look, I, I'm. You know. You and I have talked about, it's like, I'm sure Steve Williams was a great guy. And in Japan, I feel like he had a few good matches or, you know, quite a few good matches. But uh, I don't know. I, I never really saw him as I was like, oh, man, this guy could, you know, lead the company. And you, uh, you just didn't see anything in him, really. Right. Never once. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Remember that like epic him. promo he gave at the, uh, the what was that WCW show we recently covered? Oh, man. I, oh, might have been it, a Great uh, American uh, Slammery. Clash of the Champions one might have been that we covered. Champions. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, where he... Yes, I, I, was that right. the one where I... <sighs> yeah, was that yeah. the one where I actually read his promo verbatim? Yes. Yeah, well... Oh, look, spoiler... Brutal, <laughs> spoiler alert. I'm not going to read his promo here verbatim, but, uh, yeah, uh, uh, we're, we're going to talk about it. Oh, God. The end of... <laughs> The NWA is back to building up We're a TV show. <laughs> the NWA is back to building up a TV show for a main event match and starting the match with only two minutes left on the show. Last weekend it was Lex Luger, Dusty Rhodes, and Nikita Koloff versus the Horsemen in a six-man tag. And this week it was the Midnights versus the Fantastics. Also, the NWA is recycling finishes again. Uh, May 29th was the NWA's first show in Greensboro since the Crockett Cup, which was the first one since the Clash. They did the Midnights versus Fantastics and Powers of Pain versus the Road Warriors in rematches, adding Ivan Koloff and the Powers of Pain, the Sting, and the uh, Road Warriors from uh, for the show. They then proceeded to do the exact same finishes of the previous match. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, what, what's that you you like to repeat? A lazy booking. <laughs> I think he was on the show. <laughs> Corny? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think he was part of the booking committee, too. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I, I forget. Was uh, he on the show? I forget. Uh, yeah, but I, I know he was I there. 
Yeah, he wasn't physically on the show, but yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he was still there at this point. I, to be honest, I can't freaking keep up because he left and came back so many damn times. I think he was still there at this point, though. I don't think he left until... I was going to quit, but Ricky and Rob were trying to come back. When was it that the, uh, the, him and, him and uh, Stan Lane left and left Bobby Eaton alone? Or, I want to say it was like 1990, 89, 90, maybe? Okay. Yeah. I, I did like... Um, now, hold on. They, they didn't leave him it. alone. He just didn't want to leave, to be fair. Yeah, right. Uh, I I laughed uh, when he was talking about when the Midnight Express won the world tag titles finally. Because if anybody knows, you know, the history of the Midnight Express, they were perennial U.S. tag champs. Uh, and when they finally won, they were facing uh, Billy Blanchard and Arn Anderson. And they got like a month or two worth of matches out of them. And then they uh, Blanchard and Anderson went to the WWF. And <laughs> Cornette was like, damn it. He's like, I know you guys are going for more money and this is a smart move on your part. But we were making so much money with you guys. Oh, they were. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the Midnight's got a big pay bump. And that's the only reason they got a pay bump, because Jim Hurd was booking at the time. And according to Cornette, once Hurd took the book, he said their pay went way down. Because for some reason, he just hated the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette. Well, rumor has it Bobby didn't like Pizza Hut. I don't know. I was... He mumbled something that sounded like uh, uh, Papa John's. He's like, wait, what was that? <laughs> You're lucky I don't fire you right now. Anyway, speaking of uh, <laughs> something that would involve Jim Cornette later on down the line, uh, Rick Rubin Whatever. of Def- <laughs> Rick Rubin of Def Jam Records said says that he's very interested in the NWA and wants to start a rock and rap group called the Four Horsemen. Okay. Wow. Uh, so glad that know. never happened. That sounds like trash. He also talked about perhaps buying the NWA someday, although Uncle Dave thinks that that was uh, less serious than the Four Horsemen talk. Uh, this winds up becoming a musician a buying the NWA. No, it's never going to happen, dude. Never. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? In what world? Gosh. Anyway, I hope everybody gets that joke, by the way. Uh, <laughs> This winds up becoming a thing in 1989. Uh, Ruben eventually becomes business partners with Jim Cornette when he starts up Smoky Mountain Wrestling. There's a little factoid for you all. <sighs> but this one is kind of involving both WWF and NWA here. I thought it was kind of funny. Electronic Media Magazine. Uh, do you know what the wow. hell that is? Oh, wait, I, I'm thinking of Electronic Gaming Monthly. I don't know what that is. Yeah, anybody out there, if you know what the hell Electronic Media Magazine is, was, whatever, uh, let us know. But anyway, they ran a front-page story on pro wrestling with Randy Savage and Elizabeth on the cover. You know, go figure. Uh, it was basically a WWF press release with some quotes from Jim Crockett. Crockett's contributions amounted to saying that the NWA was looking into making some non-wrestling adventure movies. Oh, yay. Uh <laughs> Would one happen to involve a, a, a little guy wearing an eye patch, like putting a bomb on a boat? And I, anyway. Uh, Good Lord. I'm getting ahead of myself here. <laughs> <laughs> but the magazine also had a full page ad for that Learning the Ropes show that Jim Crockett is involved in. Have you heard of that? No. It, it didn't last. The Learning Clearly. the Ropes. Yeah. 
for anybody out there, cause he, and he actually makes an appearance on the show. Lyle Alzado was on the show. It was like, um, I, I think he was like a school teacher by day or something like that. And then at night, he'd wear a mask and wrestle. And Lyle Alzado was the main character. So I, that's all I know uh, about it. Didn't he play for the, the 49ers? And, or, I mean, the, the Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a. Uh, he was fairly famous in the eighties, and he was on. I think he wasn't he on uh, one of the Saved by the Bells. The... I don't know. I'm not sure. Let me look it up. Uh, I'm curious. I think that's him. Yeah, he, I know he was popular around this time. That's all I really know. Uh, and and yeah, I know he used to play football. I'm pretty sure he was a Raider. Yeah, you know what? It's fun. I think I think the guy I'm thinking of on Saved by the Bell looks just like him, and he played for the Niners. I'm pretty sure. You look like him, though. Ah. That's what it is. Okay. He didn't have yeah. a distinctive look. I mean, he was just like a big dude. I mean, he almost looked like Steve Williams. For sure. Oh, he had that jerry curl, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Well, I think he's yeah, the only he, white guy with that jerry curl in the 70s. <laughs> Pretty sure. Uh, speaking of, have you heard of this before? Oh, so, real quick, real quick. Uh, I can't find anything on Electronic Media Magazine. Just a couple of covers. It must have died yeah. quickly. Yeah. I mean, anybody who doesn't, who didn't live through it, the 80s and 90s, there were a ton of ma- different magazines. Obviously, today, that's a lot different. So, But here's one I got to ask if you, you probably never heard of this one either. Uh, I sure have. Oh, sorry. Real quick. It was Bob Golick that was on Saved by the Bell. He, he kind of reminded me of him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Roddy Piper's buy and sell movie was a bomb. No. Uh, sell, by the way, is spelled C-E-L-L. I, <laughs> I I've never heard of this damn thing, ever. And Roddy Piper was a fairly big deal during this time, so I, I don't know. I've heard of They Live, obviously. That's It's like most famous one, uh, the Frog Town, whatever, and I heard a couple others. But this one, I just I'll slip through the cracks. A new all women's promotion is starting up in the Houston area. They're calling it Fabulous Ladies Appearing in Ring or Flare. Oh, well, for that, I'll roll tide. <laughs> Flare, uh, any. Any association with them? Nope. I uh, I assume they're I assume they're like they were thinking, uh, oh, it's named Flair, it's you know wrestling, whatever. So maybe somebody will tune in, you know, be stupid enough. <laughs> stupid enough. I wow. have never ever I, heard of this in my life. Nope. I've heard of Glow. I've heard of. How I think it was called. I've never heard of this one. Uh, must not have went anywhere. Anyway, uh, Stampede appears to be heading in a less violent direction. Stu Hart showed up on the May 20th show and said that they were going back to family entertainment as it used to be, which basically means no more wild brawling and heavy blood. Family entertainment, huh? And it gets chastised for that. 
Yeah, no more bloodshed. Uh, we're gonna have good old Canadian family fun. Uh, gonna get the what? rhino involved. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be the rhino and the bulldog. Yeah. All right. Anyway, the internal family squabbling and stampede has resulted in Keith Hart replacing Bruce Hart as the Booker. Uncle Dave uh, anticipates definitive changes to their presentation you know like less out of ring action and less blood Brian Pillman also tore his tricep so he's going to be out for about 8 to 12 weeks which means the international tag titles are vacant oh no yeah not the prestigious international tag titles what about the civil tag titles are they still there yeah I I don't know get the national tag titles because, well, you know, you got the international, you got to have the national. I love how WWE gets crap for all their titles, and then, like, NWA was even worse. I know this wasn't NWA, but, like, still, in this era. Yeah. And, the tag titles, yeah, the anyway. U.S. tag titles, the international U.S. tag titles, South Pacific Division. Yeah, it got pretty stupid after a while. <laughs> Uh, Eric Embry and Skandor Akbar are taking over the world-class booking. Uh, Michael Hayes and Chris Adams are out of the promotion. Gentlemen, Chris Adams. Oh, well, excuse me. Hayes is out due to frustration, and Adams is out because he's uh, promoting a live show in early June. World-class will now be running a July 4th show about a half a mile away from the NWA Great American Bash. Uh, at Reunion Arena that day. So, you know, let's see how that goes. That, you know, that's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if this one pays off for him. <laughs> Not the NWA oh, was, man. you know, drawing record crowds or anything at this point, but, like, hot damn. You guys are, like, you guys are on, like, local TV and you're big in, in uh, Israel. Like, it's not exactly competition. Israel, man. Get the sponsors lined up there. Have you ever seen that Kevin uh, uh, Kevin Von Erich like travel commercial for Israel? Uh, no. Yeah, he's he's literally done commercials for uh, Israel Israeli products. And, like one of them was like a uh, one of those commercials about like uh, come to Israel, you know, like vacation here and whatever. Like, good lord, like the good old Texas boy. Sure, that's bringing them in. Uh, a couple, couple more that. <laughs> a couple more stories here. Uh, Brickhouse Brown is the new CWA champion in Memphis. Max Payne had name, to relinquish. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, sure. Max Max Payne had to relinquish the title due to an apparent legit leg injury. Oh man! I, what a blow. I know that's got to be like he's he's like their top guy, right? I I mean, if he's not, then they're stupid. <laughs> anyway, oh, good Lord, they, shut up! They wound up giving the title to Brown via forfeit uh, due to Payne not being able to compete. Uh, and and they cheated the crowd out of a Max Payne Brickhouse Brown match. I bet they wanted their money back. You know, all I didn't want to said Mad Mountain Rock canceled the. An opinion or appearance or something. Max Payne. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, right. 
You remember that one show we reviewed where Max Payne was doing an interview in the middle of it? He just like looks up to the sky. He's like, mother. Like, yeah, I think he was feeling cactus shack, wasn't he? Yeah. I should tell you all doing, you need to know. He was doing the crazy mankind stuff before mankind was a thing. Speaking of Memphis, expect some world title unification matches over the next month between AWA champion Jerry Lawler and world-class champion Kerry Von Erich. Uh, they're set up for the Sportatorium on June 17th and Kansas City on June 23rd. There's no word on the date for Memphis because nobody cared. Isn't that in the archives? Yeah, if anybody goes back and listens, I think it was uh, uh, Super Clash. Super Clash, what, three, I think, was when they had their match? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, uh, we did Super Clash 1, which this wasn't it, and then either 2 or 3, one of them. But yeah, it's it's in the archives. Go back and check. Uh, spoiler, Kerry Von Erich cut himself and was bleeding before the match even started because, uh, well, he just wasn't a careful guy. I'll say that. Because Sandman. Yeah, right. But all right, uh, that brings us to the end of the news and notes. We're going to take our next break. When we come back, we're diving into the Clash of the Champions dose right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, Mike. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, 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 uh, Miami. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. It is Clash of the Champions 2 Miami Mayhem took place June 8th, 1988 at the James L. Knight Center in Miami, Florida. The attendance was 2,400 people. Good Lord. Uh, however, so, I'll see WrestleMania 36. 
good lord. That's going to be a thing forever, isn't it? <laughs> Only when they're this small. Uh, the like, TV you know, re- Impact uh, pay-per-views or something, you know, that's that's funny. Not right. WCW 2000, not uh, drawing more in WrestleMania. That's, that's just low-hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the TV rating for this one was actually pretty good. It was a 4.8, so not bad. Uh, but we start off the show joining Jim Ross. Out I probably watched it. I just don't oh, you did? I was four years old, but I probably was watching it. <laughs> yeah, you, you probably didn't know half of what was going on, but, you know, you, <laughs> you're sitting in front of the TV. <laughs> uh, but we start off joining Jim Ross out in the parking garage where a limo pulls in. Uh, out steps former NFL player Lyle Alzado, the owner of the Chicago Blackhawks for Breezes, uh, and Francis Crockett. They all walk into the arena together. Another limo pulls in and outsteps Gary Jester and Elliot Mernick. Sure, that guy. Uh, who walks Dude, in hold the on, man. Together. You gotta give me a minute. I, I didn't know all the stars were gonna be on the show. Jeez. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, okay, the only reason I know who Gary Jester is is because of 83 Weeks. Yeah, I mean, that is it. Um, uh, I don't even know what his Mernick, face looks like. I, I just heard his name a million times, but when I kept yeah, seeing well, all these people, I'm, I'm like, who the hell are these guys? Why are they here? Yeah. I know two men stepped out of the limo. I don't know which one was Gary Jester. Uh, and then, like, they just tell us these names like we're supposed to know. Oh, well, here's, you know, two executives. And it's like, okay. That's funny. I'm assuming that's who, that's who they were. That's that's kind of been my issue with uh, AW and the Forbidden Door thing. People just show yeah. up and like, oh, you know who that is, right? Yeah, I'm just going to say the name. I'm like, who the hell are these people? It's the same thing. Yeah. <sighs> like, and these weren't even like people that would ever be on TV for any reason, like in an angle or anything like that. So it's like, why do we care that they're here? Well, I was a football player. Okay. You know, you could just be a, a fan. Okay. Well, that one get yeah. away with. But like, who are you? What's your business here? Yeah, well, the first limo, you know, Frances Crockett had been on TV a handful of times, so we knew her, and her, and her last name was Crockett, so we just, we know. And then, uh, you know, Lyle Alzado, we know who he is. But the second limo, it's like, why do we care? <laughs> no, why are you here? Yeah. It's like, okay. Uh, my my question is, like, there there's a common thread that goes on a couple of things here with the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm like, where are you? Where the hell are we again? We're in Miami, Florida. And they're pumping up on this show. They're pumping up the Great American Bash, which is going to be in Baltimore. Why do we care about the Chicago Blackhawks? Uh, hang on one second. Here, hold on. Let me just hold on. All right. Let's, let's look up 1987 or 1988 yeah. Stanley Cup finals. Hold on. Let's just see here. Oh, I was one of Wayne Gretzky's kids. Okay, it definitely wasn't the Blackhawks. Did they beat the yeah. Blackhawks? Hold on, hold on. One of oh. us is getting pissed. I don't know this off the top of my head. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, the Oilers and the Bruins, which, you know, if you know anything, the, the other team against Gretzky had no shot in hell whatsoever. But Right. No, no I don't understand why Blackhawks are there. I have no earthly idea. Yeah. You say Wayne Gretzky's team versus that's basically like saying uh, uh, Michael Jordan's Bulls versus whatever <laughs> yeah. you know, they want. So, 
they won against on, the one more second. Team. One more second here. Let me just look at this here. The Canadians, Whalers, Bruins, Sabres, Islanders, Devils, Capitals, Flyers. Uh, okay, the Blackhawks were in the playoffs at least, but clearly they didn't do much. Good uh, <laughs> How NWA of them? I'm just looking for. I'm just looking for a freaking reason. <laughs> no damn clue. Uh, Other than again, know, maybe again, this is this is the Gretzky years. Okay, so it's not like and the, the Blackhawks are one of the original teams. Okay, so they are well, not, they're like you know beloved, but yeah. not quite like uh, oh my god, LA Lakers are here or something, or Yankees are here. And that pains me to say, but it's true. They're not that, especially in this era. Okay, that's the Oilers all the way. Right. Okay. So, again, why are you here? Yep. I'm going to assume that Jim Crockett was friends with this guy. But I don't, I, like, I don't Chicago, know. Was that NWA territory? Uh, they ran it here and there. Uh, I, I remember, because uh, I can't remember the show off the top of my head. You I mean, I, I know they me? ran it, but, like, was it their yeah. territory? Uh, I mean, not really. He was, I feel like was just it was so it's a huge difference between it being your territory and just running it. Yeah. Heard. It, it was more, it, it was actually an AWA territory if you really get into it. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't friggin' know. I remember you and I reviewed a show. I'm not going to tell you off the top of my head which one it was now, but they ran Chicago for a big show. It was uh, Blanchard and Anderson with putting the titles on the line against the Road Warriors in the Road Warriors' hometown of Chicago. And they did some like uh, BS dusty finish where socks uh, moronic, but okay. Yeah, where uh, the Road Warriors like they thought they won, but they actually lost in their hometown and it killed everybody dead. So there you go. LOL NWA. Anyway, uh, okay. This is the only thing I can find on the '87 Blackhawks. Okay, yeah. prior to the '86 80, '87 or yeah, season. While going through the team's records, someone discovered the team's original NHL contract and found the team's name was misprinted, compound word Blackhawks, as opposed to two separate words, Black and Hawks, which was the way sources have been printing over 60 years. I don't know. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just fishing here for any reason this fool will be on the show. Uh, but after the show intro, we go to our commentators for the night, which are Tony Schiavone and Bob Cottle. And then we go to our first match here, which is Barry Windham defending the NWA United States heavyweight title against uh, Brad Armstrong. Windham has... Let me uh, just give everyone a little spoiler here. This is where the show is going to peak. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Windham has J.J. Dillon in his corner. Hey, I mean, start off hot, man. I kind of figured this would be a decent match because, uh, you know, obviously Brad Armstrong didn't really do anything in his career as far as, like... Uh, you know, memorable stuff. His brothers, uh, Brian and uh, Dude, remember BA and Swole? We're talking about didn't do anything. Oh yeah, right. Shut your damn mouth. It was uh, it was Scott's the referee, right? And then Steve was yes. the, uh, the hashtag hard body ref. Yes, right. And then Steve is the uh, or was the uh, young pistol slash uh, what is a southern boy, right? I, I believe so. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Whereas, like you said, uh, I, dude, Brad Armstrong went through like 5,000 gimmicks in a short span. So I feel kind of bad. Do you remember Buzzkill? God, yeah. 
It's me. It's me. It's that B U double Z. Yeah, that came that. off the rip off of the uh, New Age Outlaws theme too. Oh, good lord! I still can't figure out why. <laughs> I, I don't get it either. It was, just, it was weird. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a mystery wrapped in an kill. enigma. Was Buskill uh, like a play on Russo, like a metaphor? He came in and said, you can kill the buzz. Oh, God. Anyways. Well, and uh, he was also Arachnaman and the goddamn Candyman. So, you know, quite a resume on this guy. Oh, and uh, what was the WWECW announcer, by the way, too. Yeah. Uh, he was He was also, uh, uh, oh, crap, I just said, uh, Fantasia slash Bad Street, whatever the hell. Oh God! Wasn't uh, a couple of those in the same night? Maybe. Yeah, I've, we were going a show where we were like, "Man, this guy's working double duty." Because he's, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, I think he wrestled as himself <laughs> earlier in the show, and then he came out as uh, Fantasia yeah. later on. <laughs> God, uh, but this one goes about thirteen and a half minutes. Uh, Brad gets a hell of a second wind at one point. But in the end, Barry Windham locks in the claw and pins Armstrong with it for the win. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it a star and three quarters. I gave it a star and a half because I felt the first half of the match just dragged. What say you? I gave it two. It was decent. You didn't mention who the ref was, by the way. Who was the ref? I didn't even. Was it Teddy Long? Oh, okay. That comes into play later in the show. He gets involved, but yeah. Uh, I. He wasn't, yeah, because he'd, he'd go on after this to be a manager, right? Right after this, I believe. Yeah. I, I want to know the story behind that, why somebody looked at the ref and was like, I bet you'd be a good manager. Like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, he was. Maybe because he could talk? Maybe. Uh, but the Rock and Roll Express now come to the ring in street clothes for an interview with Bob Cottle. Uh, I don't know where they've been, but uh, they say that they're back and they're coming for all the tag and singles titles. Yeah. Where do you know where the hell they've been? Have they been like injured I, or I, something? I don't. Maybe they were working in other territory. I don't know. They were another one that uh, was here's like a, here's in the and problem out. With, here's the problem with trying to, to visually research this. These shows that you see on here, like between one and two and whatever, they're kind of Far between sometimes a yeah. lot of stuff happens you don't know what the hell is going on right there's no saturday night or WCW main event or whatever to fill in the gaps so you kind of just got to go with it yeah and well this I one took place. Like, uh, if it's not on here there's no reason to even talk about it but <laughs> well this one was basically uh uh like a pre-great american bash show and then the last one was in competition with WrestleMania four. So. Which makes you wonder if that was even going to be a show. This might've been the first one right here. Yeah, I know they, yeah, they said they purposely planned the, the first one because they, they wanted something to compete with WrestleMania. Yeah. On right. Free TV. Which is why I'm thinking that, that might've been not even originally the first one. I mean, it could have been. Uh, it's kind of like would would Survivor Series have come to fruition the way it did if not for you know Vince wanting to compete with Starcade? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, 
But we uh, are now sent to a video on a yacht named the Black Hawk, owned by the owner of the Chicago Blackhawks. I know, go figure. Uh, Tony Schiavone is narrating. Kind of lazy naming, huh? Yeah, right. Uh, Tony Schivone is narrating the video, saying an historic signing for the world title match at the Great American Bash will happen on the yacht. Why? Don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's where I wrote the match is happening in Baltimore, Maryland. So this is even more confusing as to the connection with the Chicago Blackhawks. Like, if if they even title, have a hockey team, so it's not like they're a rival or anything. I, yeah, <laughs> like if they if they were tying it in with like the owner of the Blackhawks helped bring the this match to Chicago, like that's something. But that's not it. So, what the F? Anyway, we now go inside where Lex Luger and Ric Flair are sitting uh, with uh, Jim Crockett Jr. between them. And Francis Crockett and others are standing around and sitting around. Uh, The four horsemen now walk in and are backing Ric Flair up. Uh, Crockett gets Luger and Flair both to sign the contract. Luger compliments Ric Flair, saying that he's the greatest professional wrestler on earth. And Alexis excited to face him. Flair says that Luger needs to look or, uh, look around at the horseman because uh, he needs to concentrate on even making it to the bash. Tony Schiavone then wraps it up and sends a video back to himself and Bob Cottle at ringside, which is kind of weird. But, you know, whatever. Uh, we now go back to the parking garage with Jim Ross and another black limousine pulls in. Okay, JJ, real quick. Don't... Have you noticed there's like 27 parking lot segments on the show? I don't know. I know. It's like, and, and my thing is like, so yeah, Jim Ross and his whole job was just to stand in the parking lot all show. I guess I can't say anything because usually that was Tony Schiavone's job was stand in the back waiting for something. So my, my first thought, though, is like, is there a match going on that we're not seeing during all this? They There's took no a lot of those fans were sitting in that arena, right? I don't know. Well, the I I think it worked. It's like they because there were a few of these where like the guys would come to the ring, they'd do the ring intro, then they'd send it to the parking lot, and then we'd come back and the match would start. And it's like, well, that's kind of weird, but you know, whatever. Uh, if this wasn't if this wasn't um, live, which I don't. Did they say it was live? Did you catch that? Um, I I think all the clashes were live. If I, I was going to say, if it's right. not live, if the match happened and spliced this in, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But J.J. Uh, Dillon opens up the door of the, at the back of the limo, and Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard step out. Uh, Ross asks Flair what he's thinking, and Flair says that the horsemen are going to keep the tag titles tonight before warning Lex Luger that he's got to make it to Baltimore before he thinks of winning the world title and here's the first one where after the introductions for the next match we go back to jim ross in the parking garage where a gray limo pulls in uh lex luger steps out and is instantly jumped by the four horsemen who tear his clothes and beat the hell out of him who could have foreseen this uh he's bleeding all over the by the end of the attack so there you go this is brutal man i'm like when are we going to get to a match Right. Well, you. Uh, yeah. And then and then this match happens. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> may, maybe you should keep your mouth shut. <laughs> uh, but up next, we got oh, man. The, fan, 
the Fantastics of uh, Tommy Rogers and Chillicothe, Ohio's own Bobby Fulton defending the NWA United States tag titles against the Sheep Herders of Butch Miller and Luke Williams with Rip Morgan in their corner. Yeah, Rip Morgan, that guy. (laughs) This goes about 19 and a half minutes. Look, I'm just going to say this right now. This match went way too long. I actually considered fast-forwarding it because it's still going on. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, The Sheep Herders, by the way, for anybody that doesn't know, is the future Bushwhackers. And, yeah, they get almost 20 minutes. So think about that. I will say this, though. I mean, with all, with us crapping on it right off the bat, uh, deservedly so, this was way better than I thought it would be because I expected it to be completely unwatchable. So uh, it, it wasn't that. But the sheep herders use a lot of dirty well, You get a, a jump start, by the way, so you get that going. Oh, yeah, of course. You want to start this thing, hot? <laughs> the sheep herders use a lot of dirty tactics. They're actually the heels here, by the way. The heels! Are they- they don't wash their hands. They're using the bathroom. They take a dump and just walk out the door. Who does that nasty crap? Anyway. Wow, that's, uh, a, that's a what? good one. I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> Who does that crap? Uh, well, the, fan, the Fantastics get the, <laughs> the Fantastics get the surprise win when Bobby Fulton rolled up Luke with an O'Connor roll for the three count. Uncle Dave gave this three and three quarter stars. I give it oh, two and a Lord. half. What's I, I give it two and a half because I at least thought it was average. What say you? I gave it two. It just went way too damn long. Uh, yeah. I'm like, that's... why is this still going? Oh my god. Yeah, it's. I'm like, why did you give the sheep herders almost twenty damn minutes, man? Good lord. Normally, before a match like this, I'll put it on pause. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a quick one. Go make popcorn, come back. I should have let it go when made popcorn came back. <laughs> yeah, this was, it's like, uh, I'm going to go take a crap and actually wash my hands. I'll be back. Again with the metaphors. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, but after the match, Rip Morgan and the Sheep Herders instantly jumped the Fantastics after the match and beat the crap out of them. So there's that. When do the Bushwhackers actually pop up in the WWE? I feel like they're at WrestleMania 5, so very soon. Oh, okay. Oh, well, lucky them, eh? (laughs) But after the commercial, we go to Tony Schiavone standing by with Dr. Death Steve Williams, who's dressed like he's about to uh, welcome us. By the way, we're not in the parking lot, by the way, so that's a nice change. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, and I don't know about you, but to me, Dr. Death looked like he was about to welcome us to Fantasy Island. <laughs> uh, uh, Tony Schiavone asks uh, Steve's uh, thoughts on, on what happened and uh, or what happened to Luger. And Dr. Death says that he's speechless. Well, thank God. Uh, unfortunately, he's not speechless. He still tries to stumble out a promo. And he is completely confused about everything. I, I know. Shocker. He just, good Lord. He even, he's like, oh, sorry. I got tongue tied at, at, at this point. Like, yeah, that's uh, a nice excuse there. 
however, he says that everyone's prayers are with Lex, and uh, he knows that Luger doesn't back down from a fight. Who keeps wanting this dude to speak? <laughs> like, why? Um, who, who ever heard one of his promos and was like, you know what we need to do? Give him more mic time. Like, this has got to be a Bill Watts call. Like, I get it. We from Oklahoma. Get him off the TV. Yeah. It's like, I get it. He's big and burly. He's from Oklahoma, and he's a stud athlete. What, whatever. But he sucks when he talks, dude. Just quit. For, uh, you know, if, if you guys want further proof of that, go back and, like we said, listen to our Clash of the Champions 1 uh, review. And, yeah. But after the introductions for the next match, we go back to Jim Ross, who is uh, supposed to have an update on Lex Luger's condition. And surprise, surprise, he has no update. He literally tells us what we saw with our own damn eyes and then plays a replay of the video. What a waste of time. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you saved waste of time for this rather than everything before this. Okay. Yeah. It's like... They were clearly hurting to, like, I feel like they had a show with not enough matches because they had enough time to do that. They gave the sheep herders almost 20 minutes. I was going to say that. I was like, you know, you say that, yet they gave the sheep herders 20 minutes. So, yeah, they had no. to make, they had to, you know, that match needed the 20 So they had to make time for everything else. You're looking Yeah. For right. Uh, <laughs> Good lord. But up next, we get the Varsity Club of Mike Rotunda and Rick Steiner uh, versus gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and Hands of Stone Ron Garvin with Precious in their corner. The uh, stipulation of this one is Kevin Sullivan has to be locked inside a shark cage at ringside. And it goes... Okay, pause. Didn't we just talk about that on one of our other podcasts? Remember, someone gets locked in a shark cage and never goes right. Yeah, and that never, ever comes to play in the match, ever. It always works. Oh, man. There were always different shows come full circle, usually. You know, they all tie in. I love this. Yeah, right. And (laughs) you always notice with with Sullivan throughout his career, there was always a weird stipulation. Like, he has to be in a shark cage, or the winner gets, like, five minutes alone with him, or or he gets five minutes alone with so-and-so's manager, or whatever. It's like either being perverted towards a woman or some big dude wants to kick his ass. That's the yeah, whole right. story the of the NWA WCW run. <laughs> the one-eyed raven wants to load up the death wagon. Like, you know, that whole I shtick. don't know if that's a sexual innuendo, but okay, we'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> that was always his promos. And he, like, if anybody goes back and listens, it was always like some crazy, like, coked-out crap that didn't make any sense. I was like, all right, whatever, man. Uh, but this goes just over 13 minutes. You know, Greg, our Lord is a vengeful God, and we apparently angered him because we get Dr. Death on color commentary through this one. <sighs> Nothing. <Yeah. laughs> no. I made a few notes about that, too. I'm like, do you realize he takes, like, 27 pauses? I tried like, not <sighs> to listen to him. <laughs> It really oh, man, he's brutal. I'm sorry. I don't mean to speak ill of the dead. I'm not it's just like talking sure was never his a, thing. I mean, I'm uh, sure he was a lovely man. He could not cut a promo or do commentary worth crap. Okay, let's just no. 
But either way, uh, throughout I feel like we're getting that nowadays Wardlow. He has where to catch this now. Do not let him speak ever. <laughs> He'll be fine. Hey, Batista oh, didn't cut that many promos back in the day, and he was over. So there you go. Same with Goldberg. So you know, just uh, keep that in mind. But <laughs> throughout the match, and they're not talking about working class men from the Midwest. That was brutal. Anyway, <laughs> move on. <laughs> uh, throughout the match, Sullivan keeps trying to get Precious, who has the key to the cage, to come over closer to him. For some reason, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For some reason, she keeps thinking about get, it. Does he get some like some like sexual hold over her? And she's like, yeah. uh, maybe. I know. I'm like, what is going on? Like, is she high? Am I high? Are we all high? Like, what is life? Like, oh man, this just confused me. But either way, pre- finally, Precious does walk over to Sullivan and. Shocker, shocker, he steals a damn key. Like, <laughs> what the hell, man? Uh, in the end, Jimmy, like, what gets me is he didn't even have candy to give her or something. Like, I know. Oh, at the very God. least, he could have offered her free, like, come here, little girl, I got free candy for you. Like, well, maybe he's like, maybe he's like Brad Pitt or Leo or something. Maybe, we're, maybe we were just sexually attracted to him. I don't know. Yeah, are we missing something? Is he is he good looking? Because to me, he looks like Danny DeVito with blonde hair. Oh wow! <laughs> Too far? No, no, spot on. He's got a little, he's got a couple of just Danny DeVito though. Yeah, right. he no, has just a couple. Anyways, move on. Oh. You remember that episode of Friends where Danny DeVito was the stripper dressed like a cop? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> Oh. You didn't tell me you lived up so many stairs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but he does get the key. Uh, in the end, Jimmy Garvin gets a schoolboy on Mike Rotunda and gives a pinfall win. Uncle Dave gives it a star and three quarters. I gave it an even two stars. It was okay. What say you? Both are way out of your minds. This is one, maybe even zero, but one for sure. Damn. <sighs> I didn't think it was that damn brutal. This was terrible. What's the man. point of that cage if she's just going to walk over and give him the key, man? It's like, this is all stupid. She's an idiot. I told you. It's either that or, like I said, or, or maybe he's, uh, it, it's like on the other guys where, like, these gorgeous women kept thinking Will Ferrell was, like, super oh, hot. Oh, yeah. And they couldn't, and, uh, uh, Marky Mark couldn't figure out why. <laughs> she's totally giving you the she's totally giving you the doomy vibe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, not, to, not to get ahead. I don't know if we do we cover Grand American Bash eighty eight? Uh no. Okay, so not to get ahead, but there's a point in the Tower of Doom match where Ugh. uh at the end Sullivan looks like he's gonna go have his way with Precious and like this is a thing for a while. Yeah, right. Uh, I told you, man, that was always a stipulation. <laughs> but after the match, Kevin Sullivan escapes his cage and st- and starts choking Precious. Uh, you, know, you know, no good deed goes unpunished, I guess. Uh, Dr. Death finally goes over to save her. Jimmy Garvin gets angry and starts throwing chairs. 
But Precious gets mad at Jimmy and starts shoving and shouting at him for, you know, doing his job and not babysitting a grown-ass woman. <sighs> Two things here. Number one, we got Dr. Death off the talking. Thank you, God. Yeah. Uh, and second... <laughs> hey, whatever gets him off that table, man. <laughs> <laughs> and second, her and Jimmy, I don't think, ever break out at least over this. So, this goes yeah. over. Well... Either way, she eventually storms off in anger. And this is what we were talking about, or what also, you were talking quick, about. Uh, did you notice how 80s she looked? The yeah. hair and the makeup? Oh, hell yeah, man. You know, <laughs> girls just want to have fun, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, she was, like, reeking 80s, dude. Oh, yeah, man. Like, I was straight out of, If anybody watches Stranger Things, straight out of there, man. Think, like, uh, uh, think how 90s um, PN News would look. That's how 80s she looked. Yeah, right. It was like uh, it was like straight out of uh, like a virgin, that music video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but after commercial break, we go to Tony Giovanni and Bob Cottle, who pimped the Great American Bash again. Uh, this whole show is basically wanna, just a giant commercial for it. I got to make a note, by the way, on this. Uh, that, that scaffold match never happens. Scaffold match? Yeah, the one they pimped between the warrior, war, the road warriors and powers of pain. Oh, yeah, that, that never happened. Powers of pain with uh, I think the road warrior. No, that match. Well, that that probably yeah, that happens later. Yeah, but um, I think the road warriors are in the Tower of Doom, if I remember correctly. Uh, Hawk at least was. And Animal I'm might pretty be. sure. Let me make yeah. sure I'm right on this. I'm pretty sure the powers of pain. <clears throat> excuse me. Are at SummerSlam. 88s, which if you're doing the math, is two months away. So there oh, you go. Man, if you're going to steal away one of them teams, they you know they chose right clearly. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Don't get the originators. Get the guys who try to look like them. <laughs> Good grief! <sighs> but uh, they also show footage of the powers of pain. Uh, and Ivan Koloff attacking the Road Warriors while they were lifting weights for the, you know, clearly the amusement of the crowd. Because, you know, that's what everybody paid to see is weightlifting. Woo! I'm looking know. at... Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at this right now. The Powers of Pain make their debut on June 18th in a dark match. What day was this? What? Right here? Uh, 10th. I believe so in eight days they're in the holy crap <laughs> says well, yeah, that they, they make the dark match at a tv taping on the 18th of june as a replacement for strike force and they beat demolition by count out there you go well that's so this is literally their last appearance probably in, in the nwa okay good lord well, we're unfortunately shown concept art for the upcoming Tower of Doom match at the Bash. Uh, it's three cages. Uh, I want to know what you mean by unfortunately. Oh, well, yeah, because we were all waiting with bated breath for this one. <laughs> uh, it's going to be it's... an emotion uh, picture classic in 12 years. Yeah. So again, you shut the hell up. And this was... Uh, this was like drawn with pencil on paper. This wasn't like printed out or anything like that. So you know. Okay, so a, like, 
I'm like, think of Don Callis. Anyone ever seen that thing? Don Callis sketches out the Ultimate X, only one of the first TNA papers. <laughs> oh, I, d- I never did see that one. Wow. It's on YouTube. You should go look it up. Yeah, Good it's funny. Lord. Uh, well, the, the, the rules for this one are different from the upcoming three cage matches that they ever have. So basically, you have to like fight your way down to the bottom cage, and then yeah. I don't know. So it's I don't know. I, I don't. I give a point for being original. I still sucked, but sure. Uh, I didn't say anything about the quality. I just said it was original. Yeah. You have to give yeah. points for originality and stuff not being redone. You have to. That's true. But the original concept uh, art from Kevin Sullivan shows like three grass huts stacked on each other because you know that's practical. Yeah. Uh. Good lord, this is effing stupid, man. It's like, uh, like, what were they, what were they gonna do? Like, tack it on their fridge and say good job, Kevin? Like, <laughs> look horrible. <laughs> like, well, the original concept for this was uh, three grass huts, but we decided to, you know, make it even more dangerous. <laughs> it's like, what the, what is going on? Yeah. <sighs> He's like, I went on a three-day peyote trip and, you know, drew this out. Like, cool. Peyote, huh? You're, you're giving them off easy. Yeah. There's, there's well, tribes where that's legal. That must be something worse. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, he, he was tripping on ayahuasca and <laughs> came up with this crap. <sighs> but this next match is... Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of tripping out on stuff, I wish I was on something for this match, but go ahead. Yeah. This was <laughs> the incomparable, the the legendary, <sighs> the historic Al Perez with Gary Hart in his corner taking on Nikita Koloff uh, in just under 12 minutes. Okay. Uh, I want to point this out right now because I saw this uh, sign in the crowd. Did you see the, the sign that said Nikita Koloff is... Uh, well, I wrote it down here. Uh, where is it at? Here it is. <laughs> he's not just a hunk. He's a super hunk. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a sign, man. <laughs> you know, it goes, think about the evolution of signs in wrestling, man. You get that in 88 in like uh, seven, uh, uh, yeah, about seven, eight years later, we get a sign in the crowd that says Bret Hart licks ass or something like that. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. I, I think it was like Shawn Michaels kicks ass, Bret Hart licks ass. <laughs> I was like, what? And, and they drew a head licking an ass. I'm like, we get it. You don't have to illustrate it. Like, God, how do you get that in the arena? I still am of the mind that people get them in by just having like something generic on one side and then getting a pen in and writing it on there on the other <laughs> side. And I know this, yeah, it's possible because I've seen people do it at the Cow Palace. Uh, I took a dry erase board one time and held up different signs for each match. So there's that. Uh, that was a little less practical, though. But we I would see, say it's more practical, but whatever. Well, yeah. <laughs> but we get to see some more, some uh, good man ass from Nikita popping out of a singlet here. So. God, okay, that's that's in my notes too. I'm like. You couldn't I, I get like something tighter. Both... As weird as that sounds, <laughs> I, I like how we bo- we both are on the same page with that one. Uh, well, you know what Nikita needs more tight tights. 
smaller in the ass region. <laughs> so that the cheeks mm. pop out. Yeah. But Gary Hart actually attacks Nikita behind the ref's back at one point. Uh, Larry Zabisco ends up running in and getting decked by Nikita. This leads to Perez getting disqualified. Uncle Dave and I both gave it two and a half stars for average. Uh, Holy Alperez, hell. Alperez is not bad. He, he's not great, obviously, but it, it was okay. What say you? They're both bad. This whole match sucked, man. One. Perez was better than Nikita. I mean, that's not saying much. Nikita sucked, but yeah. Nikita's one of them guys that he had the the <laughs> kind of it factor to a certain extent. But yeah, he sucked. You know, I, I would rather eat like you know, Brussels sprouts over my dog's crap. What does that what say? What the hell? Well, uh, that's like uh, you and I had talked about that before when uh, Terry Taylor got a good match out of it. And we're like, look, that's saying something out of, for Terry Taylor when he can drag a good match out of Nikita. Yeah, but you see, the difference here is at least one of them's good. I think they both suck here. Yeah. That's just me, but... Well, let's just say Al Perez um, was... was in the building, by the way. He couldn't be in this match or something. He had to do a run-in. They had to leave us these two, and Zabisco's sitting back there doing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, really? Look, hey, Larry, you he take the night himself? off. <sighs> I was like, Larry, you take the night off, okay? We'll get Al Perez to do the heavy lifting. Oh, hell. <laughs> but after the match, Gary Hart, Al Perez, and Larry Zabisco end up jumping Nikita Koloff, beating him down. Referees end up trying to separate them, and they uh, and they end the brawl. Did you notice this a couple times? Like, they would brawl into commercial break, and we never actually got to see it get broke up or anything. I didn't notice that, no. Yeah, it happened a couple times. I was like, I mean, I don't actually need to see i mean it's obviously gonna get broken up but it's just kind of like oh there's a wild brawl broken out uh we'll be back right after these commercial <laughs> after this commercial break the tank machines are still rolling oh that's a shivani <laughs> yeah right well he is on commentary here <laughs> but now we are gonna take our second to last break when we come back it's the main event for this show mercifully enough we'll get to it right after this Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop in where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Muddy 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story. So you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. Uh, we're back. <laughs> it is the main event. It is Art Anderson and Tully Blanchard defending the NWA World Tag Team titles against uh, Dusty Rhodes and Sting. And I was going to say right now, if you stuck with us through this, bless your heart. <laughs> hey, we've kept it entertaining. Oh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not denying that at all. But, yeah. uh, if, you know, this, if you've watched this. Oh, well, yeah, I if you're watching this. Before people listen to our view, they watch it. You know, gonna, I know I know, no way in hell no one does, but I'm going off that assumption. And like, full, oh. <laughs> well, full disclosure here. I, I'm just going to put this out here right now. Um. I did not watch this on Peacock because Peacock doesn't have this feature. I found it elsewhere and I watched it in double speed. So that's how I got through this. I literally watched the show in fast forward. (laughs) Anyway, uh, this one goes about 11 minutes. Uh, The horsemen obviously have J.J. Dillon in their corner. In the end, uh, referee Teddy Long, here's where I was talking about he gets involved. Every Uh, single match, dude. Was he in every match? I didn't notice that part. (laughs) He might have been. I don't know. They told everybody else to take the night off. Teddy's got this one covered. Nick Uh, Patrick got sold out 97. (laughs) Uh, But he tries to hold Dusty Rhodes back. And for some reason, uh, Dusty just grabs him and just tosses his ass out of the ring. Like, why? This leads to a disqualification. What a stupid effing finish. Okay, I also want to point out that Teddy Long, I think he, like, he flew up to, like, Orlando, I'm pretty sure. He got some (laughs) air, dude. I know. That was, like, like, like Hebner Hogan a couple months prior to this air. Dude, like, Dusty barely shoved him. Uh, Like, he sold that thing like Dolph Ziggler, man. I don't think he sold crap, dude. I think he literally flew. (laughs) Yeah, well, he was a little dude at this point, yeah. (laughs) So... But uh, Uncle Dave, I I will say this is my highest rated match on the show. I did like it until the stupid ass ending. Uh, but then again, I like all four of these guys. Uncle Dave gave this three and a quarter stars. I gave it an even three. Let's say you. I gave it two. Wasn't that bad. But I'm already completely taken out at this point, dude. Did the finish like these old shows? You? Yeah, kind of. But it's a, it's a dusty match. So you had a feel it was coming, so you have to allow for that. But I was so out of this event, dude. Like, I was just like, I just thought this was such a stupid, like, I I can, I'm going to put myself in the mind of the bookers right here. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be like the marks online. It's like, well, I can book like, you know, I can book better than Vince McMahon and Tony Khan or whatever. But like sitting in the basement asking if you got five books for him. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I guarantee this is what they were thinking. 
crap, we booked this world title match. Uh, we don't actually, like, we're not going to switch the belts, so we can't beat the horseman. But, uh, I mean, Dusty, we, we can't have him actually lose legitimately. Like, what are we going to do? I get it. We'll, we'll do a screwed finish. I, I can almost guarantee word for word that's what happened. Like, Jim Ross talks about that. He's like, uh, you know, what is with people? They're like, oh, well, you, you can't lose clean in the middle. Like, oh, that, that'll bury you. He's like, why? There are winners and there are losers. If getting pinned once in a while, like, destroys you, then you weren't that over to begin with. Like, yeah. and I don't know. I don't think there's any shame in taking a pin from, I don't know, the world tag champions. Like, eh, it's, you know, it's kind of like in, um, like, combat sports, like, when Anderson Silva finally lost. Oh, he was never really that great. Canelo just lost a fight out of his weight division. Oh, he's not really that great. And how the hell does that mean that? Yeah. Anderson Silva lost via fluke. Uh, and freaking, well, okay, uh, never mind. I'm thinking of the second time he lost. That was a fluke. Uh, the first one, I, that one was kind of a lucky shot too but i don't know i'm yeah, but does sure. that diminish their greatness stuff nobody's gonna no. everyone's gonna forget you had a 17 fight win streak and defend the title 10 times yeah that's well, the and, point here though mike so that's well, these whole legacies out the window if arn anderson comes well in in keeping with the <laughs> keeping with the combat sports comparisons here uh how many champ how many great champions have have been you know just on top of their game but they lost the title in a in a fight they come back the next time and they win the belt back and they're they're great again. I think it's literally about to happen to Mike Tyson right after this. Yeah, so I mean like <laughs> I don't know. And Dusty wasn't exactly going for the world title here. So like I don't think I'm pretty sure I can say this safely. He never is a world champion again after this. Yeah. Pretty sure. He went he was off and on going for like the US title around this time but i think starcade 88 maybe i don't remember but either way like about a year or so from now he's gone to the wb so yeah and that yeah because he gets fired yeah he gets fired at the end of this year i believe so whatever anyway after the match uh right barry windham runs out now in a tuxedo Barry uh, jumps off the top rope on a Dusty Rose with an axe handle drop. He then locks in the claw hold and uh, walks Dusty up the entry ramp, refusing to release the hold as Dusty bleeds because, you know, Dusty got to bleed, baby. <laughs> so, uh, Sting was taken out by the horsemen uh, and uh, they and all beaten down and Dusty Rose. They all beat down Sting and Dusty Rhodes as we go to a commercial. To wrap up the show, we come back and they plug the NWA on Saturday nights at 6.05 on the Superstation. Eastern time. Oh, yeah, excuse me. Uh, Dusty Rhodes teases that we'll finally learn the condition of Lex Luger. I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> but that's the end of the show. Funny thing is, though, by the way, his cut that happens here is going to come into big play at the Great American Bash. Yeah. I give him credit uh, for continuity. 
Well, we're going to take our final break of the podcast. When we come back, it's the final ratings, and we're going to tell you what's to come on the podcast next week, right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this, this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, 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 uh, Miami. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings time, y'all. Uh, Internet Movie Database gave this 7.1 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 5.87. Oh Okay. Give it some uh, 5.87 out of 10. I uh, give it either, I don't know, between 6.5 and a 7 out of 10. What say you? I give it a D minus, man. This was terrible. A D minus? I passed? I'm going to graduate. <laughs> I had to get it in. All right. Well, this sad. I. We can create that on this damn show. How did I miss that? <laughs> <laughs> right. But that does it for that one. It was a show. But next week on the podcast, coming back on Wednesday, uh, we are dropping TNA Slammiversary 2012. It's our second Slammiversary for the month because it's a big month for TNA. Obviously, it's their birth month. So this one is actually Slammiversary 10. It's not the 10th Slammiversary, but they, like, uh, it's their 10th anniversary. Like, I, I don't know why they have to be weird about it. Like, it's not the 10th Slammiversary show. It's like, yeah, but it's hard. Whatever. Uh, I watched well, it back. They're going off. They're calling They're calling their anniversary Slammiversary. And they just happen to yeah. have a paper unit. I guess. Right. It's, I don't know. It's, just, it's like, I get it, but it's weird. 
that's coming up uh, on Wednesday. I watched it back already. Uh, pretty good show all in all, but we'll talk about it next week. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And uh, we'll see you next week on Wednesday with TNA Slammiversary 10 from 2012. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.